0: This is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a Monday, greatest day of the entire week, man. We are setting the tone for the rest of the week, and can you believe, I say this all the time, I know. Time is flying by so fast it makes my brain hurt just a little bit, but we are in the final full week for the month of October. I know! That means we have Halloween next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. That means we have the trifecta of the holidays upon us. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then of course New Year's, kicking off another brand new 2024 shiny and new and polished. Question for you, show of hands, how many of you still have been fulfilling your new year's resolution from this year <laughs> yeah yeah you don't need to answer that that's quite okay that's that's okay i'm sure so many of us are totally on cue with what we try to start at the beginning of this year welcome into the program this is the voice reason i am andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station we are all over the country radio tv live streaming and podcasting however you watch or listen. Welcome aboard your Millennial General, reporting for duty like we do every single day. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend, as I did myself. It was a great one. We had a great program for our local show, our great syndicated program, as usual, on the weekends. And we got a little bit of family time. Now, I will say this, as I've said many times before, here in the middle of the country, where I'm coming from in Kansas, it is still almost 90 degrees. And I'm very angry about this. We had like one week of fall. Where it was awesome, 40 to 50 degree temperatures, and now it's still like in the mid-80s. By this weekend, I think it's supposed to cool back down. But, uh, yeah, we were sitting outside yesterday on Sunday in the 80 degree temperatures carving pumpkins. And that's what we do. So I guess we get to enjoy the extremely hot. Thank you, Global Warming and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We appreciate that oh so much.
2: I am told this is a garbage
1: disposal.
2: Yeah,
0: she's the one that saved the planet. Now we're seeing warmer temperatures in the fall. So thanks to you and Greta Thunberg and everybody else that has saved the climate from freezing because we were going to be into a, a global cooling period that was going to Make us warmer that was going to create the global warming because of climate change because we didn't know what direction things were going to go. So now that you have fixed everything, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. And now that everything's electric, we're totally going to be saved in the world because of your awesome green energy deals that Joe Biden and the progressives have been promoting, oh, for the last three years or so. That's where we start on the program today. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Edward Bartlett. He is the founder of Save. He'll be joining us as we talk about Title IX regulations on college campuses and the lgbtq versus the feminist movement versus the athletics for women in college campuses and the rape culture and what culture looks like now on college campus compared to before and if you have young adults that are planning on going off to college next year or maybe this is their freshman year or maybe it could have been their freshman year Are you comfortable with them going to college with some of these shenanigans and malarkey, as Joe Biden puts it, that are going on right now? So we'll have some fun conversing about that with Edward at the bottom of this hour. There's a lot to talk about, obviously, that happened over the weekend. We have our Speaker of the House that is still not there. I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about that. And there's really no new news yet. So we'll get to that when there is news. Until then, though, there is some big news coming out of Israel. What's trending today? And... I don't know if you noticed or not, but this is kind of the overall positive message. I guess this is a very positive show for you today because there is, and it always seems to be this way, that when a bully finally gets stood up to, they cower. And the strength that they try to portray usually ends up crumbling because they give it all they have at the beginning because they're not used to being pushed back against, and then they begin to crumble because they aren't used to actually having someone push back against them. And they have been able to brainwash a large portion of the American population, progressives uh, predominantly, to support Hamas, which is strange. Now, they say they're supporting Palestine, but as we've said over the last week or so, that you can support Palestine and the victims of those that are being used as the shields against Hamas. But at the end of the day, when you're supporting the Gaza Strip and trying to attack how bad Gaza is, you have to be recognized of the fact that uh, Hamas, the terrorist organization that says death to America and death to Israel has been running that part of the region for a really long time because Israel gave it up because they didn't want to look like they were trying to take over the entire region. They didn't want it, they gave it up, and Hamas has been running it since. So all of the poverty, all of the horror-stricken community that is the Gaza Strip has been run by the Hamas terrorist organization. So if you want to criticize how bad and poor those living conditions are for those individuals you should look at the ones that you're uh, by default supporting when you're attacking israel not to mention the anti-semitism that's been flooding through the democrat party for the last couple of weeks as well it's been very interesting uh but if you want to see how strong the nation of israel is this should be a telltale sign of how strong not just israel is but the united states and capitalism And the Judeo-Christian values that continue to prevail, and not just prevail, but dominate over the region. Because there was a speech, and I'm going to play this audio. It's obviously not in English, so you're not going to understand it. But it's Benjamin Netanyahu talking to the military. This is according to the Sun.com. I'll translate it because it's very interesting what he has to say. I'm here to say that Benjamin Netanyahu is probably the general patent equivalent to us in 2023 he is he's like the the very positively spoken guy like Barack Obama but as a guy who actually has military combat experience and knows how to get uh, soldiers riled up and ready to go and shows the positiveness of how strong they actually are and again If Israel really wanted to destroy that region with the Palestinians and with everybody else, like all the Democrats say, then this should be a telltale sign for you to shut your mouth because look at what they've done over the last two weeks with their strength and what they plan on doing further to essentially cut the head off the snake that is Hamas in that region. But this is Bibi Netanyahu uh, just a day or so ago saying, he's saying we're in a battle for our lives, a battle for our home. This is not an exaggeration. This is the war. It's do or die and they need to die. And we are now on a double battle. One battle is a battle to hold action here and on the other side to win there, an absolute victory that will erase Hamas. I can't tell you now if Hezbollah decides to fully enter the war. If Hezbollah decides to enter the war, it will know, it will long for the second Lebanon war they will make the biggest mistake of their lives and we will hit them with an unimaginable force it will mean devastation for them and the state of Lebanon I mean he shows the strength And hat tip off to the dude, because while they are a tiny little nation in the middle of the Middle East where everybody hates them and really the entire world, for whatever reason, has this weird obsessed fascination with trying to eliminate the Jewish communities and eradicate them from the face of the earth. These individuals are strong and they realize that it is life or death for them. And again, while they're in the middle of a battle, a two sided front, uh, two fronted war, essentially, he's like, yeah. If these guys get involved, we're just going to destroy them too. We're going to destroy these guys. We're going to bring the force stronger than we've ever brought it before. And we're going to destroy anybody that tries to come after us because we're done. We're done trying to fight. We're done trying to survive uh, fight just to survive. And that's the mentality we have to have. And look at what they're able to do. And I give them props for that. Uh, now, the bullies, Hamas, I don't know if you've seen the headlines today, but have released new uh, two different Israeli prisoners that they've held hostage since the captivate, uh, cap, uh, uh, catch capturing them, if I can speak today. Uh, on Monday, they released them. Uh, they were some of the hostages that apparently were captured two weeks ago when they first did the raid. And while they released two, they didn't release any more out of the total 50 that they have, whatever that number is now, the total, after releasing some of them, because now they're demanding oil and energy to be able to continue to do what they've wanted to do. As I mentioned, when the bully finally gets confronted because no one stands up to the bully, the bully begins to cower. And the bully begins to see how weak that they actually are. And Hamas, a terrorist organization, while being funded and given all the resources in part by the United States of America and other nations around there, including Iran, but by default being funded through us because we... Fund Iran, Iran funds them, it's a whole circle of life thing. But while we end up funding them, they realize how weak that they actually are and how strong this nation of Israel actually is. So now let's bring it home to the home front here, shall we? To the United States, where we have the progressives continuously saying, you know, free Palestine and how Israel's the, the warmongers here and how Israel wants to uh, create this genocide against Palestinians, which is not true and very ignorant on the on the real world issues here. There is now a movement from the Jewish community saying that they feel betrayed and left vulnerable by the Democrat Party. Because most Jewish communities around here, not all obviously, you can't paint with a broad, paint, uh, broad paintbrush here. But at the same time, you can kind of see the trends from voting in inner cities in New York and other areas where many in much of the Jewish communities across the nation are very Democrat, very progressive. And now that they're being left in the dark, and the progressives who they thought were their friends because they're so diverse and they're open and they sing kumbaya and everybody's all lovey-dovey and we just want to expand our thoughts, man, uh, while they starting to while they thought that they had their friends there, they're starting to realize that they actually don't, which should have been a telltale sign when they were bringing over Syrian refugees from a while ago, or when they were bringing over other refugees. In Muslims that despise the gays and despise the Jewish community. And while different companies like, oh, I don't know, Starbucks was trying to hire on Syrian refugees. And then there were fights breaking out in the Starbucks because the Syrian refugees didn't like the gay population that was also working there and were great uh, customers of Starbucks. And then there was infighting and they're like, gee, we don't understand what's going on here because they're not the brightest crayons in the box. The Jewish community, who thought they had friends among the progressives for whatever reason, don't quite understand that one, are starting to realize that they don't have a whole lot of friends in the progressive population. And the Biden administration, while making their speech last week with their little 15 minutes in the White House saying, I support Israel and we're going to support Israel. but By the way, help me fund Ukraine. And then we'll throw a bone over to Israel as well because we stand with them so much. And by the way, we don't want any hate speech. Anti-Semitism Uh, We don't want any anti-Semitism here, but we should like pass a hate speech bill to make sure that you don't hate against the Muslim community or something because they can't focus on their real hatred from that side of the aisle. The, The cogs are starting to turn here just a little bit. The light's starting to come on for the Jewish community saying, wait a second, maybe, just maybe, we don't have friends on this side of the aisle. So now I ask you, with the strong leadership that we have from Benjamin Netanyahu, with the weak leadership that we have here in the United States, with the weak stance that our leadership has done for the Jewish community, which is under attack right now, because I've seen numerous headlines about Jewish families being attacked in the United States, haven't seen any about Muslim Communities being attacked. I'm not saying it's not happening, but at least it's not making the news. And the mainstream media should be picking something like that up to talk about how evil the Republicans and MAGA and conservatives are against the Islamo fascists or the uh, the Islamo phobics or whatever the hell they call us. That you think they'd be running those stories? I haven't heard any. I have heard of Jewish communities being attacked right now. That the Biden administration's desperate to keep those voters. So I ask you now, with the Jewish community. How much of them are going to be flipping sides to Republicans or stepping away and not voting in this next election? And I don't know how big that population is here nationwide, but how much of an influence would they have on the election if they feel betrayed by the party that they've associated with or identified with for decades? They've already upset the black community. They're already starting to lose the Hispanic community. Now they're losing the Jewish community. Republicans have a prime opportunity here. Now we're doing a very good job of sabotaging sabotaging ourselves, but are we going to see another demographic jump on board with us as the saving grace while Democrats self-implode?
1: This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is
0: kind of funny watching the Democrats implode internally. I mean, we're doing it ourselves as Republicans, so we can't really criticize a whole terribly lot, but we can at least watch them because while we're trying to figure out our stuff on our side, they think they have it all together, but it's kind of falling apart and crumbling and a lot of the groups which they base a lot of their voting base on minority communities because remember republicans are fascists and they're nazis and they're evil and they're white supremacists and they're only just the old white guys that wear suit and ties they don't look like well this i guess (laughs) for those of you that know what i look like behind the microphone. Uh, We don't look like that. That's the progressive thing, man. They're the wicked, wild protesters and they're the challengers of society and they're the outcasts and that's not necessarily true because most outcasts just want to be left alone and progressives, in fact, do the opposite. They want to be involved in everything. They want to make sure that you're voting the right way, that you look the right way, that you think the right thing, that you're saying the right thing. They want those talking points all down the line, man. And now... While they tried to be the safe haven for the minority populations, and I say minority as in anything that they don't deem to be mainstream, because if you're white, straight, and a male, then you're like the mainstream thing. Everything else is a minority below you, according to them, and therefore, they're, uh, therefore you're privileged, they're not, and that's the way they look at everything. It's a very stupid way. To look at the world, but that's the way that they actually do it. And right now we're starting to see the true colors of the Democrat Party, which is the anti-Semitism, the racism, the division, the identity politics, putting everything into boxes. The way that they're supporting right now the Palestinians and Hamas, the way that they are with their lack of understanding about the issue, and by no means am I an expert on this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we're starting to really see the true colors of the Democrat Party, are we not? I
1: see your
0: true colors oh, yeah, and that true color is uh, the anti-Semitism from the other side of the aisle. Speaking of, by the way, uh, our favorite person to pick on, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
2: I am told this is a garbage disposal. You know, we need
0: to have a better sounder for her. We have our Joe Biden basement thing, but we need to have a better sounder for AOC as well because we do like to pick on her just a little bit. She's so easy to, to pick on. Uh, that she was on MSNBC, angry at the fact that part of her squad is not able to travel to Israel right now because of the bans that Benjamin Netanyahu put on some of those members just a few years ago because of some of the anti-Semitic comments that they've made.
2: There has been virtually no acknowledgement in the United States House of Representatives about the 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 extreme plight and human, continued human rights violations of the Palestinian people for years. I think I found it alarming. I found it shocking. I found it shocking when in 2019 or, or, or 2020 in our first term uh, of the House of Representatives, when a prime minister Netanyahu banned two United States sitting members of Congress um, I do. from coming to Israel. Uh, representatives Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, banned two members of the United States Congress from entering the country that my own colleagues did not seem to say or do much of anything. That should be an affront to our entire government and country.
0: Uh, all right. So that audio from Fox News, by the way. So apparently you should be able to hate on the nation and talk about how it's run by a bunch of evil, greedy Jews and then just be allowed into to on and do whatever you want to, because I'm allowed to spread anti-Semitism, but then you should come and accept and welcome me in if I want to come and visit you. That's the mentality of the progressives, man. This childlike um, helicopter parenting, I guess you want to say, entitlement of the participation trophy. I can say and do anything that I want. And you still shouldn't punish me. And how dare you if you punish me for that? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, you're not allowed to go into Israel. Not that I don't know why you would even want to because you despise the nation anyways. And you're supporting the enemy with Palestinian flags outside your office while you're an elected official for the United States of America and saying that you're not wanting to support an ally. Regardless of whether you like the leadership or not, you're not supporting the ally of the United States for even America's benefit. And yet, your anger, you can't go there?
1: Really? This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy
0: Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Happy Monday to you. Setting that tone for the rest of the week. We're just going to carpe diem all over this place, baby. That's what we do. Trying to cram that 10-pound reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the Millennial Generation 1 radio listener at a time. Oh, by the way, real quickly before we shift gears here as we talk about this ongoing conflict with Israel and Hamas, Over in the Gaza Strip, and the infantry, they're about ready to take over with Israel moving forward with the ground troops throughout Gaza. And just saying, enough's enough. We're not going to let people live the conditions that they've been living. We're not going to let Hamas continue to try and bully us around. And you can see how well that bullying is working when they're releasing hostages. And they're like, oh, by the way, we'll trade some more if you give us some oil or Something, because we're running out of resources here, and we didn't think that you would have that much power. Yeah, yeah, we do. Leave us alone. We're the sleeping giant, and you're not going to mess with us, or else you're going to see the wrath of what you have woken up. Uh, Yeah, those individuals, while we see the progressives waving the Palestinian flags and trying to support Hamas here in the country, we've now, according to the headlines from abroad, we're seeing, apparently, according to the Israeli government, that they have discovered the plans that Hamas had of chemical warfare which obviously is a blatant violation of just international law on the rules of in uh, the engagements of war but yeah the chemical warfare that they plan to use but remember they're the victims in this because the evil Jewish community of Israel was the ones that are like creating genocide or something very strange we'll get more of that a little bit later but I want to shift gears here and bring it back down to the home front shall we what's trending today. And while we see a lot of protests going on on college campuses right now in support of Hamas and Palestine for whatever reason, that's just kind of the icing on the cake of what we've had to deal with on college campuses for a while with the the confusion, if you want to put it that way. The LGBTQ issues, the Title IX issues, the Biden administration trying to find ways to win over that younger generation. And I don't quite know that it's actually working. Happy to have on the program to talk about this and so much more. He is the founder of SAVE, which you can find online at saveservices.org, assuring fairness and due process in our schools. Excited to have on here Edward Bartlett. Ed, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. How about you? Hey, we are living the dream. It's another day in paradise for sure. I am I'm excited to talk about it because now that we're back in the, the fall semester for college and students are back at it, maybe for the first semester for their freshman year, kind of a different world out there in college. I was in college back in 2007 and two, to 2009 and I think it's vastly different from then to what we're seeing on campuses now, aren't we?
3: Yeah, it's a world of difference. Uh, literally every night before I go to bed, I ask my I tell my wife, well, I'm sorry, the world is still insane out there.
0: <laughs> it is very different. Yeah, for sure. It's scary as well. The Biden administration has been focusing on this Title IX issue. And before we get deeper into it, talk about what they've been trying to push. I know that this has been a discussion on high school and K-12 through campuses with uh, you know, women's sports bills and women's rights bills that many states have been trying to pass. But what is the Biden administ- administration being trying to work on on state universities?
3: Yeah, well, so uh, Title IX, of course, is the federal law that's designed to end sex discrimination in schools. It's very simple. Uh, The concept is simple. And, uh, well, it used to be non-controversial. But in the last 10 years or so, our, our good friends on the left have been not only politicizing Title IX, but they've been weaponizing it in order to do dramatic life-changing changes to our schools, to our kids, to our families, to women's sports, you name it. The the ramifications of these proposed pr- proposal and let me cl- be clear what the proposal is. Uh they want to change the definition of sex hmm. to include gender identity. Now, what could possibly go wrong with
0: that? <laughs> yeah. The whole purpose of this was to protect women right i mean women were obviously as we we saw the women's movement we saw the civil rights movement back in the 60s and 70s the whole purpose of this was to protect women to give them the ability to go to college to give them the opportunity for education to give them the opportunity for education or for the sports and uh, the athletic side of things now it almost seems like we're going anti-women by just saying we're going to redefine what sex is and if a dude wants to pretend to be a woman. He can go in there, get the college scholarship, play the sports, beat all the records, and kind of steal away the whole idea of a woman's sport.
3: Yeah, well, that's what Marxist ideology will do. And let me explain why I say that. So Karl Marx, of course, wanted to have a, a complete uniformity, a complete leveling, not only of 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 classes, but also of, of the sexes. But what better way to eliminate sex discrimination but to eliminate all biological differences between sexes? I'm not being facetious. That's really the thinking at work here.
0: When did we get to this point? And I never thought that this would be a conversation that we'd have to have in society because this is kind of like the common sense conversation of, oh, yeah, you're a guy, you're a gal. This is just what we do. How in the world did we allow Marxism to get to this point to even confuse basic biology?
3: Because Marxism uh, disguised itself as tolerance, as non-discrimination, as acceptance of others, you know, all of these very nice-sounding words that are designed to basically uh, lull people's sense of consciousness. Um, Now, I will say that we did a survey on this Uh, about a year ago we found that 71 percent of americans oppose uh transgenders and i'm talking about biological males participating in women's sports so the vast majority of americans still have their sanity about them but unfortunately the people who are calling the shots in the department of education in washington dc washington dc are not in that that 71 percent
0: yeah a lot of states are starting to pass Women's Bill of Rights here in Kansas, uh, where we're flagshiped out of. We saw that pass in our legislature this year. I know other states have done the same thing as well. Do you think that the Department of Education is going to try and reprimand states at the at the local levels for passing something like this through the K-12 system? So the Department of Education, of
3: course, they can't reprimand the, the legislators for passing the, the law. But they can go after the schools that may uh, go ahead and implement it, and I'm not talking theoretically. So, so one of the one of the ramifications of this changing the the, the, the genders and so forth is is gender pronouns. And right now, there's a uh, or actually very recently, there's a college in California called Tate College, T-A-T-E, and they actually had a complaint. That one of the uh, one of the faculty members uh, was not using the proper gender pronouns and so <laughs> they they actually complained to the Department of Education that saying that this this was a form of sex discrimination that's the insanity that we are seeing right now
0: yeah it is absolute insanity we're talking with Edward Bartlett he is the founder of save which you can find online at saveservices.org save assuring fairness and due process. In the schools, I have to ask this, and I and I love to ask this question, but women on college campuses, even K-12 and some of the high schools where we're seeing this issue arise, women themselves, not just women, but feminist women, the pro-women, women, you know, power to the people, power to the girls, you know, girl power kind of thing, where do they stand on this issue? Because on one hand, you would think that, uh, you know, they're part of the progressive movement, welcome in, we accept everything with what we're told because... You know, we don't really think individually here, so we welcome it. At the same time, the feminists who are all about women's rights and women can do anything man can and then some, you'd think that they would be upset about this that men are coming in and, you know, kind of taking their glory right now.
3: well, that's that's what a sane person would think because what you just said is so logical. But unfortunately, ideology is such a powerful force, and we saw it in the Soviet Union. we see it see it now. In the United States, so you know when the 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 uh, the ideologue masters say, well, we we now have to allow biological males in women's sports, um, and of course they they disguise it as we have to be tolerant, so forth. Uh, you know, so many people nod their heads and say, okay, we'll do it. Um, but I will mention that there is a actually it's an international group. I'm going to give you their name. It's called. Standing for Women, uh, Standing for Women, it's an international organization, and they are one of the few voices, I mean, they they call themselves feminists, and we're, they're one of the few voices, feminist voices, saying this, this is total, complete hogwash. Yeah.
0: Well, it makes sense. I mean, the, at some point you have to stand up because it seems like while progressives have taken the identity of we're going to take care of Minority populations, let's say the African-American population, we're going to take care of the women because women have been uh, taken advantage of, women have been oppressed this entire time. While they take on this role of we're going to be the party for you, at the end of the day, we're erasing that. I mean, come on, Ed, we have now, we have to change the terms to where you're not breastfeeding, but you're chest feeding, that you're not a woman that's pregnant, you are a person that is pregnant. You're literally taking the entire essence of what femininity and a woman actually is and erasing it, and you would think that women would be upset about something like that. You
3: would certainly think that, and and that's exactly what I kind of, I mean that that's what creates me to be you know confused by by this. but again, ideology is such a powerful force. Mm-hmm. and when you have persons who are already connected to an ideological movement called feminism, feminism is not about gender equality. It's all about female superiority. Let's be clear about that. yeah so um you know, so that's that's how ideology works. It, it's really a uh, it's a pervasive, uh, force that uh, that we see how how devastating it is to logic and to fairness.
0: Well, it's a lack of common sense, and like you said, it is an ideology that is brainwashing to where you you can't think about things and understand that two plus two equals four. It's very concerning. Edward Bartlett, you can check him out. Founder of Save saveservices.org dot org is the website. Go and check those guys out fighting against these administrative regulations from the Biden administration. Ed, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. We got to do it again soon. My pleasure, Andy. Hey, absolutely. Good stuff there. We'll break some of it down when we come back. One more segment right around the corner for a Monday here on The Voice of Reason. This is
1: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. (laughs) Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason,
0: common sense, truth, that's what we're all about here on the program. You're a patriot on the prairie, broadcasting all over the place on a daily basis. Welcome into it. Thanks again, as always, Edward Bartlett. We appreciate him on the show. It's an interesting perspective, and it really comes down to truly, you want to talk about zombies being brainwashed, not thinking for yourself, the mindless drones, the clapping seals, all these metaphors that we like to use to make fun of the other side that don't put two and two together when they don't understand that two plus two equals four because now two plus two can equals whatever you want. Because if you don't say that, then you're like a racist and you're probably like want people to die in the streets or something. Like that's what they they try to tell us. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? So let's take it another step further. So now we have women that are the pro-feminist. You know, women can do everything men can because men are evil pigs and, you know, whatever. So therefore women can do everything that men can can do, and probably even better, which is what we've seen the radical, what Rush Limbaugh used to call the feminazis, right? Not just the feminists where women are strong and pro-women because, you know, all the power to you, power to the girls, you know, whatever. I've told you many times before, my wife, Mrs. Voice of Reason, is very strong-willed. She is, I would consider, a feminist. That women are strong, that she has a mind of her own, she wants to make her decisions, she wants to start a business, she wants to go to work, she wants to take care of the family, whatever she wants to do, and by golly, she's going to do it. And she's very strong-willed. And you know, like every other household out there, that the man is the household decision-maker. The man sets the rules for the house. The man makes the decisions in that house as long as the wife says it's okay. See? I've I've learned. I I have learned. Because of the independent, strong-willed women. And I find that personally very attractive. I enjoy that, which is why... Mrs. Voice of Reason and I go so well together because she is very strong. Well, to me, I see that as a feminist. We're not talking about that kind of feminist. We're talking about the radical feminazi that just because you are a male with certain chromosomes in your body and you have masculinity, then you are evil, you're a pig, you're automatically going to be attacking women just by looking at them because of quote-unquote rape culture or whatever. Those radical feminists, that women are superior and they can do everything and better than any man could possibly ever do. Where do they stand on this issue with the LGBTQ transgender issue, especially with those playing in sports? When they come in, they dominate, they break all the records, they steal all the scholarships, they do all this stuff. And those types of women, the what's her name, Rapino, the soccer player, where does she stand on those types? Of, she's all for it. Why? You're literally admitting that a man is coming in in your sport and this dominating your records and beating you at your own game. That's like you're defeating your entire purpose of being a quote unquote radical feminist. Let's take it another step here, shall we? We have that crowd, the LGBTQ crowd that's out on college campuses right now supporting Palestine and Hamas. This lack of understanding of what you're actually standing for. I mean, you can be out there and wave the flag and you can say how it's great. Do you realize what they do to women? Do you realize that women don't have any rights, that women have to cover their entire bodies, in many cases even their faces, because they're not allowed to be seen in public? Do you realize that if you're part of the LGBTQ community that they beat you to a pulp, tie you to chairs, and throw you off 10-story buildings? Like, do you realize what they do to you? They don't care. It's all about them. Now, the Israelis don't do that. The Israelis are like, welcome aboard. We have Jews. We have Christians. We have Muslims. We have anarchists. We have atheists. We have everybody living here, believing whatever they want to believe. We are the harmonious nation where everybody can practice whatever they want to all at the same time. And we don't persecute you. Why? Because guess what? Judeo-Christian values and conservatism and free market capitalism allows you to practice whatever you want to practice as long as it doesn't harm anybody else. We allow you to believe whatever you want to believe as long as it doesn't harm anybody else. We allow individual freedom and sovereignty because as long as you're not infringing upon anybody else, we don't care, and you can do whatever the hell you want to do. That was the founding principles of this nation, and Israel kind of based it similarly off it. Obviously, they don't have the Constitution, but they have similar values because our values are intertwined with them when we created the nation of Israel. That's what we have. They don't have that. So it's this generation that has grown up in this participation trophy, get whatever I want mentality that's out there that's supporting a group that if that group saw them, they would demolish them. They would destroy them, and they don't see it. They don't care. They're actually advocating for the oppression of women. They're advocating for the oppression of the gay community. And they're advocating for that openly as they say they're part of that community. The lack of common sense, the drone-like, zombie-like, brainwashed state that so many are in is scary. And the fact that that's happening in our higher education institutions, dude, makes my brain hurt thinking about it. Gotta wake them up. They'll see it. They'll see it. If they get the way that they want to, they'll see how well that their ideas actually work, and it's not going to bode well for them. That does it for us today. Back at it again tomorrow for a Tuesday. Until then, be your own voice series, and This is the voice Series, and I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.